Park Hopping Podcast number 89, Munster Star Limo. Lots of important things to say. This is not art. Coming up next in our show. This is not media. First, the news. This is not news. Now, welcome back to the show. This is another crappy podcast production. Celebrating over 12 years of posting Disney stuff on the internet. This is another crappy podcast production. Hi there, this is Alan from DisneyFans.com, and this is the Park Hopping Podcast, show number 89, the podcast that proves anyone can have their own podcast. Welcome back once again to the Park Hopping Podcast, coming to you from sub-freezing Des Moines, Iowa, USA, where the expected wind chill is negative 33 degrees Fahrenheit, which is really, really, really cold. It's 80 at Disneyland right now. I'm, I'm just saying. Previously on the Park Hopping Podcast, I described a bit about the new Toy Story Midway Mania attraction at Disney's California Adventure, and I'll have a few more things to say about it in a moment. But today on the Park Hopping Podcast, I take my first ride on the Munsters Incorporated Mike and Scully to the Rescue attraction. But first, in response to a question I asked about whether or not DCA still does the early opening rope drops... Rockland from Kansas writes in, quote, I just wanted to drop you a note to confirm that yes, Disney still holds the rope drop at California Adventure. My wife and I last visited in September, at which time we had our first opportunity to try out Toy Story Mania. On Friday morning, we arrived at the gates 15 minutes before opening. Guests were already being let into Sunshine Plaza to shop and await the rope drop. So we entered and waited with the crowd just short of It's Tough to Be a Bug. As in the past, music started up, the cast members announced the opening, and we were off to Paradise Pier. Overall, the opening crowd was quite manageable, and we had no wait to get into Toy Story Mania. Because the wait times were so long for the rest of the day and Saturday, we arrived prior to opening again on Sunday to repeat the process. We felt successful in our strategy, so much so that we plan to employ it again when we visit in March." End quote. Thanks, Rockland, for taking time to let me know that the rope drop at DCA is still alive in a well. I, I guess my main concern was, were they still even opening the park early with the reduced hours it seems to have these days? I just wonder if they're going to change that song once the remodel is done and the park is no longer hip and edgy. And speaking of Disney's California adventure, this past week's Yesterland.com update, which I learned about from seeing it announced over at MiceAge.com. You check MiceAge.com out every day, right? Anyway, it concerns the Sunwill over at Paradise Pier. This attraction is getting rethemed to feature the face of Mickey Mouse instead of the big sun thing, and Warner posts an update with some interesting background information on the inspiration of the DCA Sunwill, as well as discusses its future at the park. And he even uses a few photos I took during my recent visit, so check it out, yesterland.com. Click on what's new, and tell him Alan sent you. Okay, and now a few additional notes about last week's Midway Mania show. I ran out of time before I could cover the exit of the attraction, which of course exits through a gift shop. You get out of your ride vehicles on the ground level, then you go up a stair that uh, gets you over the track, and then you go back down once you're on the other side. This is just like Indiana Jones and the dinosaur attractions. And when you get to the top, it's really nice and wood panel, very nicely done and, and decorated wooden floors. They actually have a little display up at the top that you pass by, and it's, it's railed off, and you can look in and see kind of a... Um, 
looks like a living room, not a living room, but kind of a workroom, kind of an older workroom set with a chair and a couple of small uh, tables and some lamps and a, an old roll-top desk in the corner that's all set up with papers and mail and props and stuff on it, and little knickknacks on the shelves. And on the ground in front of it is the Toy Story Midway Mania game, the big cardboard box the game would have come in with some pieces pulled out where you punch out the little pieces and put them together and make the little uh, carnival booth and things like that. And it's kind of sitting on the carpet in this room as if the child had set it up. And that's basically supposed to be the Midway Mania game we just rode through. I thought it was a great little detail. It's very nice that they put something like this together. And there's so many little knickknacks and and stuff sitting on the tables. I wonder how much of that actually means something. So be sure to stop over at the railing when you exit the attraction and check that out. And then look over at the, uh, the desk a little bit. There's like a glass of iced tea and some glasses and an old manual typewriter and some books up on the shelf. Probably has all kinds of hidden meanings. When you go down the stairs, you exit through a Toy Story Pixar-inspired gift shop, and that's, of course, where you drop off your glasses. And this thing has T-shirts and dolls and toys and slinkies and all kinds of good stuff. So there you go. Now, after riding Midway Mania, uh, I kind of took the long walk around Paradise Pier to take a lot of pictures at other areas that are going to be changing and just kind of seeing what was there right now. And, of course, got caught up with the High School Musical 3 presentation over near the Golden Dreams Theater. This thing seemed to be going on every time I walked by. It was very loud, and I haven't seen the movie at all, so I don't know anything about it. But uh, small crowds were very uh, energetic, I guess. Oh, and while I'm thinking about it, let me complain about something. I, I forgot to complain to Disney on this. There's a, a little margarita stand over in the wharf area, Rita's Baja Blenders. Now, when the park opened, this was serving basically Slurpee-type drinks. It did not have alcohol yet. During the early days of California Adventure, they had a lot of alcohol restrictions. Certain places could sell you a beer, but you weren't allowed to leave the area with it and carry it around. Well, that's all changed now, and Rita's is now a margarita place. But I, we couldn't detect any alcohol at all in these drinks. It re- really felt like they were serving the old virgin drinks. And uh, that's awful when you pay the extra buck something to get the supposedly better version of it. So not on my list of things to do anymore, not that I'm a big drinker. Oh, and if you're making it out to DCA, be sure to check out things like the bakery tour and the tortilla tour, because these things inevitably are going to get updated or changed or taken away. And I know they're not really exciting, but if you only saw it once in 2001, might as well catch it again before it's gone. Take some extra pictures. Moving right along over at It's a Bug's Land, they decorate that for the holidays with these huge Christmas tree ornaments. I mean, these things are as tall as you are, and it's, it's a lot of fun to go get your picture there. And I still admire how they built... Tower of Terror kind of off in the distance and you can be standing in It's a Bug's Land looking up to the giant clovers and you can see the building in the background and it really does make it seem like you're small. Over at Condor Flats, not much had changed there, so it was off to go check out the Hollywood Studios backlot so I could finally see the Munsters Incorporated Mike and Scully to the Rescue attraction. Now this replaced a former attraction there called Superstar Limo, which has been closed for quite some time, and when Munsters, Inc. opened a few years back, I wasn't out at the park to see it, and when I did get there last year, it was down for rehab, so this was going to be the first time I actually got to see this and compare it to Superstar Limo. Again, if you want to know more about Superstar Limo, I did a whole episode on it, played some audio, tons of videos are posted to YouTube, go check it out there. I actually liked the ride. So on Munsters Incorporated, you actually enter. The facade looks kind of like the animated sequence from the movie with the kind of the cartoon 
weird-shaped doors, and you enter through a giant pink door, Boo's door, that's open there, and it's done in cartoon style. And when you walk into the old loading area, the only thing that's really different is it's got a different paint scheme, and now there's some signs saying MTA, Monstropolis uh, Transportation Authority, to the transit terminal. So instead of the signs that used to point you to LAX, the airport, now they're pointing you to the MTA. They've also hung some posters on the wall, like the Munster News, winner of 13 Screamy Awards, and we're Munsters, Inc., promoting the energy we scare because we care. Harryhausen's uh, restaurant and the Child Detection Agency joined today. Little posters like that are on the wall to give you something to do when, I guess, there are lines there. But there were no lines until we got right up inside the actual building, uh, just right before getting on. But you could see they still have the large overflow queue that goes outside around the side of the, the area, and I've never been there when it had people in it. Once you enter the actual building, you're going into a door, and the sign above says tickets and schedules. Again, this is just a redo of what used to be an airport facility, but now it's Welcome to Monstropolis. And when you enter, there's a tickets and information booth off to the left with the blinds closed and the little vents you'd normally talk to where somebody would be under there, and it's got all kinds of signs there. And if you take a moment to read these signs, they're all detailed. Departure and arrival times from the Monstropolis Transit Authority Station, where we are to downtown Monstropolis, departing every half hour. There's an attention all Munster passengers that has about a dozen bullet items on there, and this stuff is all there, so every sign has something you can look at. More of the posters are on the wall, and you're following signs that say, to taxis. Superstar Limo was basically a limousine ride. In Munster's Inc., it's now a taxi cab ride. As you spiral around, you end up going past some glass windows where you can look in and see the loading area, and now you can see the yellow-painted taxis that used to be the limos. Other than that, they're basically the same vehicles. They've just detailed it a little differently to look more monstery. Right before you get to the loading area, you circle around a room that has a four-sided monster-themed phone booth in the center with video monitors at the top playing commercials and clips from the movie. And when you actually get to the loading area, the cars have monitors inside them as well. So when you get on your MTA taxi, you're going to actually have a video monitor in the front of the car and off to the side where you ride. I'll also mention that there's some Munster vending machines in the line that have, uh, well, just weird Munster snacks and sodas and stuff on there. So pay attention. A lot of details here. So you get in the vehicle, and then you go through the ride, and the video monitor lights up welcoming you to Monstropolis and kind of setting up the story, and it sounds something like this. Hello. If you are new to the area, the Monstropolis Chamber of Commerce would like to welcome you. While you're in town, be sure to... We interrupt this program for a special report. A child is on the loose in Monstropolis. A human child! If witnesses are to be believed, there has been a child security breach for the first time in monster history. We can neither confirm nor deny the presence of a human child here tonight. I tried to run from it, but it picked me up with its mind powers and shook me like a doll. It's true! I saw the whole thing! Happy birthday, Schmozy Roll! Oh, googly
get to the scare floor. We're here. Be sure to get your luggage out of the trunk. Now, I really liked the Munsters Incorporated ride much more than I like Superstar Limo. Superstar Limo I liked for completely different reasons. It had a lot of details and a lot of things to look at, but it featured a lot of then-trendy celebrities that maybe weren't as popular ten years down the line. It made a Who Wants to Be a Millionaire reference, for instance. But the Munsters Incorporated ride seemed more immersive, had a lot more from the actual Munsters, Inc. movie. It, it followed the storyline of the movie itself. All the main characters were there, Mike and Sully, and we got to drive through the uh, restaurant and through Monstropolis and even to the Munsters, Inc. scare floor with the door factory and all that. So a lot of details were in there, a lot of the characters, some really neat special effects, and the figures moved. They weren't full-on animatronics with you know a lot of motions, but they were certainly well beyond the level of your typical flat cardboard cutout dark ride over at Disneyland. So I really was uh, surprised that the ride was this detailed, and it's the same track layout and everything from Superstar Limo. They just changed the uh, sets and the music and kind of rethemed it, and it's very surprising that they could do that. There were some neat effects they did when you're going in the uh, door factory. There are some doors that are actual real prop doors, and then some are video effects, and as you go past the door, you might see a, a door that looks like it's covered in snow and ice, and the animated door will then swing open, and you'll see the abominable snowman out there offering you a snow cone. You get to see little things like that. And when you ride it, you might see a different door animation, so it does have some rewritability. 
We wrote it a couple of times and probably didn't catch all the little things in it, so I look forward to writing this again and again over the years. At the very end, you got to hear some interaction, and you could tell it was kind of customized because Roz was making comments about standing under the mistletoe. They had her in a Santa cap, and this was one of the first interactive ride characters that Disney had tried, and she tries to basically say something to someone in the vehicle. So, kind of cool, kind of creepy, but a lot of fun. So, I give uh, Monsters Incorporated high marks. I think it's one of the best dark rides out at Disneyland. Of course, it's hard to separate the classic stories and the classic characters with the modern computer-animated Pixar films, but I really liked it. I put it right up there with the Roger Rabbit ride as far as it being very immersive, very detailed, and very cool. And hey, I'm just glad I finally got to ride the blasted thing. Well, the next time you're out there, be sure to take an extra picture and shoot some extra video because you really never know when something you like, love, or hate is going to go away and never be around again, like Superstar Limo, or maybe it's just going to be rethemed to a Pixar attraction. And on that note, I think that will do it for me this time, so be sure to visit DisneyFans.com where you can browse around 60,000 digital pictures I've taken at Disneyland, Disney World, and other theme parks across the country, as well as dozens of downloadable video files from the Disney parks here in the States. And if you want to drop me a note, and please do, my email address is podcast at DisneyFans.com. This has been the Park Hopping Podcast, show number 89, Munster Star Limo. Tons more coming up real soon, so stay subscribed and thanks for listening. Another Crappy Podcast production. Be sure to visit anothercrappypodcast.com to learn more about this and other equally exciting <sighs> podcasts. Hey, if you're planning a trip to Walt Disney World and plan to stay off-site, and you've ever wondered what the deal is with all those cheap ticket timeshare promotions, visit DisneyFans.com secret. You can get a special deal at a luxury resort, all by enjoying a great breakfast while taking a tour and listening to a self-pitch. That's DisneyFans.com secret.